radios, my Christian brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh, my. Be challenged. Oh, my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need reviewed. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love. Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what he is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now. With Michael Crawford. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Get Excited Show podcast, affiliated with the Roan Off Show. Uh, now you're probably thinking out there, okay, Michael Crawford, I listen to you. I love your podcast. Well, what do you mean affiliated with the Roan Off Show? Well, for some of you that may not know, I am a co-host on the Roan Off Show. Every morning on every social media outlet, and we're getting ready to uh, syndicate it uh, on the radio. And I'm a co-host. I'd really like for you to tune into that. So I decided this morning, after uh, having a wonderful uh, discussion with uh, Mr. Rondolph, that I'd like to incorporate, even though that I've had it for so many years, the Get Excited show. Matter of fact, years ago, I called it the Michael Crawford show until God, God told me, no, Michael. It's not your show. It's mine. So take your name off it and just call it the Get Excited Show podcast with the host, Michael Crawford. So that's what I did. But now I'm going to kind of affiliate it with or an extension of, if you would, the Roan Dolph Show. So when you hear me say that every morning, because I'm on five days a week from 11 a.m. to 12 noon or however long we want to go, depending on what guests we have or if I'm just doing a little teach and preach. But in any event, I uh, want to have an extension of the Rondolph Show. So it's the Get Excited Show podcast, an extension of the Rondolph Show. So get excited. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. Oh, I just have so much jubilation. I just feel so proud. I just thank uh, our Heavenly Father for all his incredible blessings from above. I just thank you. Father God, I just come to you in prayer right now, thanking you, praising you, exalting you, and asking you for forgiveness, Lord, just to start this day to make me acutely aware of all the positives that I have done for your glory. And Father, have me stop beating myself up for any failures because you had a different plan. Amen? You had a different plan, and I thank you for that. And Father, I just ask you right now that give me the wisdom and the knowledge to just say the right thing, motivate in a correct way that people out there listening to the Get Excited Show podcast, um, it just is uh, life-changing that they may truly, if they're not already uh, born again, that they would come born again and make Christ Jesus the Lord of their life. Uh, And if they are, that they strengthen, they feel a little bit strengthened from listening to the show. Father, I just ask you to give me the the ability to do this uh, all for your glory, all for your glory, Father God. And Father, I just pray for all the people that uh, are having difficult times out there, that they may understand that uh, they're never uh, below. They're always keep the head above. And they're the head, not the tail, Father, but their best days are in front of them. I ask all of this in the mighty and precious name of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Wow! Get excited! Boy, I'm feeling it this morning. Now, I have a kind of a unique topic. As a matter of fact, as a lot of you know, that 
tune in and listen to the Get Excited Show podcast uh, with your host, Michael Crawford. You know I like to do segments or series, you know, uh, because I think sometimes in an hour, hour and a half or so, you can't really uh, have the complete teach and preach. You've got to really, um, you know, write it and, and, and dwell in it and meditate on it. You've got to really have God lead and guide you at all different times of the uh, day and night to come up with the right stuff to say. So you can't incorporate that in an hour and a half. You just can't do it. You've got to go uh, like, you know, several hours. So instead of boring someone or people out there kind of like me that maybe I have the retention after an hour and a half or so, uh, that what I like to do is do series. So I don't know how long uh, this series will be. You know, because, and the reason I say that, and, and I'm sure a lot of you out there understand that it's because God's the one. It's not me. Uh, you know, I'm not bright enough to, to write or to, uh, you know, put together something. But what I am, I'm very good, and God has wired me to deliver the message. I can definitely deliver the message. Amen. So, what am I saying? Uh, I don't know how long that the series will be or how many segments or how many hours I'll do this, uh, you know, in the next two, few, three or four days. But I know that God is really uh, sparking this interest and this excitement and this jubilation. Just being, I'm just so proud feeling that after I completed this first uh, show that I just feel that God wants me to continue with it because there's a great message here. Great, great message. And I really want you all to, to tune in and, and turn up those radios to really understand uh, the message God has given me because I guarantee you that at the conclusion of it, you're going to say, wow, Michael Crawford, wow, you were right. God has given you a message, isn't he? And he is. He's just, he's incredible. We serve such a great God. God is good all the time. He is God almighty. And uh, I'm just excited. I really, really am. So, um, let's get started uh, again at the second night. Sounder redundant. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Get Excited Show podcast, affiliated or extension of the Rome Doff Show. Uh, now today, uh, I kind of labeled it that my topic is Portraits of Christ Jesus. That's right. Portraits of Christ Jesus. Now some of you out there are probably thinking Portraits of Christ Jesus. Whoa, Michael, where do you get these titles Okay, well, that's what just, it kind of came to me. And I want everybody out there to really shut everything off, uh, except for their listening devices, how they're listening to the Get Excited show with the host, Michael Crawford, and let's get going, okay? Because it's something that we all have to be acutely aware of and cognizant of, and that is, you do realize, okay, for everyone out there that's tuned in to the Get Excited show podcast, you do realize you and I are going to be dead a whole lot longer than we're going to be alive. Yes, you and I are going to be dead a whole lot longer than we're going to be alive. You see, for many, those are very sobering words. I'm telling you, and I know that. For majority of the people out there listening to the Get Excited Show podcast, I know those are sobering words for many, many, many of us. I mean, aren't they? I mean, it's time to... You know, let's be very candid and honest. They are. But they're also words of truth. So hear me now. Hear me. Again, set everything else off the side. Turn up the volume and let's get right into the Get Excited Show podcast. They're words of truth. You and I are going to be dead a whole lot longer than we're going to be alive. In other words, life is short form. It is. It's a real short form here and then to the grave. But from grave on, praise the Lord, it's game on. From grave on, it's game on. It goes on and on and on forever and ever and ever. That's why Christ Jesus, our investment consultant, looks us square in the eye and he says, how are you investing in your forever? How are you investing for your forever in your future? How are you doing that? How are you doing in investing? Because how you invest in your future will determine the kind of future you are going to have. 
Now, my Christian brothers and sisters, it's this challenge that Christ Jesus, our investment consultant, kind of portrays to us and, and gives us and delivers to us is how are we investing in our future? Basically, our forever. You see, treasures that are only going to depreciate and deteriorate, you know, uh, you got to realize something. You have to realize that your life, okay, don't spend your life investing in earthly stockpiles, earthly treasures. Hear me now. Please get this. Please get this. Because this is very important. I want to deliver this properly. Uh, all the message coming from above. Don't center your life. Don't spend your life investing in earthly stockpiles, earthly treasures. No. Because there are treasures that are going to depreciate and deteriorate. They'll be vulnerable to thieves uh, that can make you proud and uh, insensitive to the poor. That will never satisfy your soul. And that in the end, they're all going to burn up anyway. So what really doesn't matter. If you didn't hear the message that was in those last three or four lines, then you got to hear this now. Because truthfully, this is a clear-cut message for the true productive future. You see, because I honestly feel at the end of all messages that talk about stockpiling here on earth and neglecting the future. I honestly feel if, uh, you know, you, you got to really understand uh, what heavenly treasures are, what your heavenly net worth is. You follow me? And, and so that's why today right here, Right here on the Get Excited Show, an extension of the Roan Dolph Show. That's how we can kind of lay up treasures in heaven for ourselves. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about. That's what I think God is leading me to, to discuss because uh, it's just so clear cut for me. It just, if one thing that I comprehend, if one thing God has conveyed to me properly... Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, that I'm, I'm uh, perfect and I follow it to a T 24-7. But I know, and God knows that, because he's wired me that way, that every morning when I wake up, uh, I did a plan where I make sure my slippers are way underneath my bed. Now, why do I do that? Because every morning when I get up, I have to get on my knees to retrieve them. And that is the best time to talk to the Lord when you're on your knees. And I know that the message he's given me and I've asked is... The message that we need to really understand how can we lay up treasures in heaven for ourselves. Because that's what we're going to talk about. So everybody get excited and realize that uh, this is one of those messages that's going to be so productive that it's life-changing. So for all of you out there that uh, have, have your Bibles, please turn with me. And I know, look, I, I, I get it. Some of you are driving. Like, Michael Crawford, you want me to run over in, you know, into the gully here? No, I, I don't want anybody to just pay attention, uh, focus, and uh, drive and, and, and be, you know, drive safely. I, I just, there are a lot of people I know that, because uh, I get emails. Uh, if you'd like to send me an email, you can. Uh, it's getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. That's getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. But I received a couple of... Uh, emails last week from the Get Excited show that talked about uh, how they really loved, you know, putting everything off to the side, as I say, turning their radios up or turning their iPhones up, of course, and, and getting a piece of paper and a, and a pen and pencil and really taking some productive notes from God down, okay? Uh, and I liked how they said that from God because, you know, I want to make it clear. It's not me. I'm not smart enough, but God uses me as a good vessel, I can deliver the message that God has given me, okay? So turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. That's right. Matthew chapter 6, we'll begin with verse 19. Matthew 6, 19, okay? Uh, and we're also going to uh, focus, you know, I'm going to do kind of an extension of this. I feel it. And uh, after reading this last night, I think we'll do it. Uh, we'll focus a lot on verse 20 um, uh, as well. But for now, let's begin with verse 19, Okay? Uh, where Jesus says, do not store up yourselves treasures on earth, 
were moth and rust destroy and were thieves break in and steal. Don't do that. Instead, Christ Jesus says, okay, as I told you, the extension, and we'll be talking about this, uh, I think. Again, I don't know how long uh, this week, but there's this tells me that even before I even get started, uh, you know, delivering this message, that God has so much more on, on this subject. So uh, in verse 20, it says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Store up treasures for yourselves in heaven. Treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, the question becomes, the question becomes, how do we do that? How do we do that? I mean, if you and I are serious about adding to our heavenly treasures, then how do we go about making heavenly deposits? Hear me now. Turn the volume up. Turn the volume up. Don't miss this. How do we go about making heavenly deposits? I mean, just about all of us know how to make earthly deposits. I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't know how to go to, you know, any financial institution and do a deposit, right? But, I mean, how do we do heavenly deposits? Because first we go to the bank, tell them we want to open an account, and then we give them our money to deposit. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Okay, we all know that. But how do we go about making heavenly deposits in our heavenly bank accounts? Well, it happens in a very similar way. First, we have to open up a heavenly account. And the way we do that is by humbly and authentically going to Christ Jesus and saying, Lord, Lord Christ, Lord Jesus, I want to receive you as my personal Savior and Lord, humbly and authentically. And then after we do that, after we open our heavenly account, by receiving Christ Jesus as Savior and making the Lord of our life, we're ready then. We're then ready to make deposits. And so with the rest of our time together today, I want to lay out five ways, five ways that you and I can make deposits into our heavenly bank accounts. Five ways. First, and again, I talked to you people that had that piece of paper out and pen and pencil. Uh, because I just think it's so productive to write this down and go over it again after, at the conclusion of the Get Excited show. First, Christ Jesus says that every act of private and corporate worship is a deposit in our heavenly bank account. Every act of private and corporate worship is a deposit in our heavenly bank account. Now, recorded in Luke 7, Luke records the story of an intellectual Bible teacher, Simeon the Pharisee who invites Christ Jesus over for dinner one night. Why? Because he wants to see Christ Jesus up close and personal. And maybe theologically spar with him a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> they did. Jesus got challenged a lot, didn't he? Okay, they want to spar, they want to kind of spar with him a couple of rounds with him. And so when Christ Jesus arrives for dinner, this teacher is so anxious to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Christ Jesus theologically that he neglects, he totally neglects to provide Christ Jesus with any of the customary greetings of, the, of that day. I mean, you got to realize back, you know, over 2,000 years ago, you know, how they kissed on each cheek. But in this case, there was no kiss. There was no water for his feet. There was no oil for his head. Instead, when Christ Jesus arrives at Simeon's house, Simeon ushers him in sets him down, and starts theologically sparring with him. And while this sparring match is going on, Luke records that a sinful woman came into the house. And while this woman is moving across the room, everybody knows who she is, don't you? Everyone out there listening to the Get Excited show, you know who I'm talking about. Because she's got a notorious reputation. She's got a very notorious reputation, but like the Pharisees, she wants to see Christ Jesus up close and personal. But unlike the Pharisee, she doesn't come to spar with him theologically. No. No, she doesn't. She comes to worship at his feet. And so she moves in as close as she can without breaking into the intimate circle of the dinner table. You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, remember in that day, 
Remember in that day, as I started to explain, they, that they ate their dinners by lying down on a low-lying couch, leaning on their left arm and eating with their right. and Their feet would be extended behind them. And as this woman stands behind the feet of Christ Jesus, tears begin to roll down her cheeks and they begin to fall upon the feet of Christ Jesus. And so she bends over and starts wiping them off with her hair and kissing them with her lips and pouring perfume on them. And while she's intimately worshiping at the feet of Christ Jesus, Simeon the Pharisee grows more and more disgusted. Until finally, Christ Jesus looks at this Pharisee and says, Simeon, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking about this woman. You're thinking a, she's a woman. She's a sinful woman. You're thinking she's wasting her time. And you're thinking she's wasting her time and her precious perfume. Washing my feet because you think her worship is a waste of time. Then Christ Jesus goes on to rebuke Simeon with a parable. And in this parable, he basically says, Simeon, if you had any idea about the depth of your sin, hear me now, don't miss this. This is probably one of the most powerful, what I say, call to orders as putting someone in their place that Christ Jesus ever said. This is powerful. If he only realized, if Simeon only realized the depth of his sin, how desperately he needed to be forgiven. And Simon, if you had any idea about what it's like to experience God's amazing grace, if you had any idea about those things, then you too would love me. And you too would worship at my feet. Because worship is not a waste of time. No. It's not. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18, Christ Jesus is teaching his disciples how to fast and pray. And he says, when you pray, pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, when you pray, pray worship-filled prayers. Pray worship-filled prayers and then at the end of that section, he says, and when you fast, don't fast for the praise and approval of others. No, don't do that. But do it for the praise and approval of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For your father who sees in secret, your father who sees your worship-filled hearts in secret will reward you. And that's what you want. And what's that a reward? Well, at least of it is, is heavenly treasures. Heavenly treasures, hear me now. Heavenly treasures. So my Christian brothers and sisters, hear this. Turn up the volume. Worship is not a waste of time. As a matter of fact, whenever and, where, and wherever you are, I take the time to privately and corporately enter into God's presence. I highly recommend that you take the time, whenever and wherever you are, take the time to privately and corporately enter into God's presence and sincerely acknowledge the goodness and the greatness and grace of our God. Whenever and wherever you and I do, wherever and whenever we do that, we're engaging in one of the most personally rewarding investments that we could ever make in our heavenly portfolio. Because our Father who sees in secret will reward us. He will reward us. So I want to share a poem with you this morning right here on the Get Excited Show podcast. I want to share a poem with you because I think it's a, a great way to help communicate to you exactly what I'm trying to say here because this to me is a touching message that God gave me. It goes, I wasted an hour one morning beside a mountain stream. I seized a cloud from the sky above and God and I fashioned a dream. In the hush of early twilight, far from the haunts of men, 
I wasted a summer evening with God fashioning a dream again. Wasted? Perhaps. Folks say so, whoever never walked with God, when lanes are purple with lilacs or yellow with goldenrod. But I have found strength for my labors in that short evening hour. I have found joy and contentment. I have peace and I have found prayer and the power. My dreaming with God has left me a treasure, a hope that is strong and true. From wasted hours, I've built my life and I found my faith anew. You know, this poem reminds me of several things. One, worship is not a wasteful activity. Hear me now, don't miss this. Worship is not a wasteful activity. Every act of private or corporate worship is a bullish investment in yours and mine, our heavenly portfolio. And thirdly, worship inevitably restores within us a truer perspective of what true treasure is. Amen. So my Christian brothers and sisters, the first way to make a deposit a deposit in our heavenly bank accounts is through private and corporate worship. Because when we do that, we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Amen. And secondly, the Bible says, if you and I, if you and I want to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, every attempt to strengthen our character is a deposit in our heavenly bank accounts. Every attempt to strengthen our character is a deposit in our heavenly bank accounts. In other words, every time you and I make a choice to manifest Christ-like character, we are making an investment into our heavenly portfolio. You see, in 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, it says, finally, finally all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not return evil for evil or insult for insult, but with blessing, with blessing, because to this you were called to do just that that you may inherit a blessing, a reward, treasures in heaven. My Christian brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but for me, personally, for me, Michael Crawford, that's a very challenging text. Why? Because it's hard. It's hard. In our very confusing, difficult, and stress-filled world, it's hard to always live with Christ-like character. Now, let me just illustrate with you two very different situations that happened to me the very same week. Now, a number of years ago, one positive and one not so positive, okay? First, have you ever gone into a restaurant and got a waitress who was having a really, really bad day? And she wasn't afraid to let you know about her discouraging day. Well, one day, Gloria and I had one of those waitresses. And from the moment we sat at one of her tables, it was obvious, I mean, very obvious, okay, uh, that she was having a very long and very bad, hideous, destructive day. So when she first came to the table, her face was smileless. Her words were short and almost threatening to a point. And she turned the ordering of our meal into an ordeal of confusion and tension, amen. And uh, finally, when our orders were complete and everything was straight, she hurried off. And Gloria and I kind of looked at one another in disbelief. We actually were kind of shocked. I mean, this was not the kind of experience that we were expecting. And it certainly was not the kind of experience we were looking for. But without saying a word to one another, we both knew what we needed to do. As Christ followers, we knew we were not called to return evil for evil or insult for insult, but to be a blessing. And so we both decided through the power of the Spirit to treat her like Christ would treat her. We decided that if she would give an insult, we'd give her a blessing. And if she was short, we'd be gracious. If she was cold, we'd be warm. And if she was slow to kindness, 
we, by God's grace, would be slow to anger. So in the Spirit power, in the Spirit's power, this is the way Gloria and I treated her. When she gave us an insult, and she did, believe me. Oh, this is, oh yeah, she did. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening to the Get Excited show, you've experienced it as well. Something similar. Maybe not with this wagers, but another one. But we did. When she gave us an insult, and she did, we gave her a blessing. And when she was short, we were gracious. When she was cold, we were warm. And when she was slow to kindness, we were slow to anger. And you know what happened? Do you realize everyone out there listening? Do you realize what happened? Before the dinner was over, she was blessed. By the end of that evening, she was totally, totally different person. By the end of the evening, she came to our table with smiles and kind words. And most importantly, with a double portion of complimentary mints. <laughs> I love those little chocolate mints. And secondly, by God's grace and power, we made a deposit in, in heaven. A deposit where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in and steal. So, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, these kinds of things happen when we make the choice to manifest Christ-like character through the power of the Spirit. Amen? But we don't always make that choice. This is the, the, the point. We don't do that, do we? We don't. At least I don't. I'm about as honest as they come, I don't. And I should. As a matter of fact, on Thursday night of that same week, I didn't make that choice. I really didn't. And I feel guilty. I didn't have any meetings or appointments or recordings that night. And so... I was looking forward to enjoying a nice, quiet evening at home with my girls. But the truth is, the more the evening went on, the less I enjoyed it. Okay? Why? Why was that? Not because the kids were annoying me or because Gloria and I were having issues, no. But because I was allowing myself to get more and more worked up about work. Okay? Because I never really shouldn't even call it uh, work, right? I mean... You know, it's, it's doing God's work. But, but I did have a lot of things, and so I'll call it work that I hadn't gotten done yet. Work I wish I could do and work I wish I didn't have to do. And I know a lot of you out there know what I mean. Okay, I'm not in this alone. And I was getting more and more worked up about work. And it was destroying my nice, quiet evening with my family. And so what did I do? What did I do? Did I take it to God? Did I pour it all out on him? No. No, unfortunately, I didn't. No, I poured it all out on one of my daughters. And my Christian brothers and sisters, all she wanted was for Gloria and I. She didn't even specifically ask me. All she really wanted was for one of us, as her parents, to take her place, to get the information she needed to get her homework done, and which normally, especially in this, in my daughter's case, I would have been elated to do so. But because I had allowed myself to get more and more worked up, more and more worked up about work, boom, I let her have it. Where it came from, I don't know. And I do feel terrible. Now, I want you to know that I didn't say anything demeaning to her. I didn't talk about her uh, ancestry and I didn't question her intelligence because she's very intelligent. But I did unload as an awful, a lot of emotion on her that she didn't deserve it. She really didn't. And hear me now, don't miss this, hear me. More than that, more than that, I missed an opportunity, a, a wonderful, incredible opportunity to display Christ-like character to my daughter. So my Christian brothers and sisters, just like with many of your children, all day long my daughter had been out in the world where I had absolutely no control over, how others were treating her, no control. But in my house, in that closed environment, I had the opportunity to manifest Christ-like character, and I failed. I failed. And because of that, not only was I not a blessing to my daughter, 
but I also passed up the wonderful opportunity to make a deposit in my heavenly bank account. Now, now I want you to know that later, I went back to that daughter and asked for, and I received forgiveness. But I still missed the opportunity. I still missed the opportunity to make a deposit in my heavenly bank account. Now, my Christian brothers and sisters, in every situation in life, you and I, as Christ followers, have a choice to make. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I can either choose to manifest Christ-like character or not. Or not. And no one else can make that choice for you. They can't make it for us. That's you or myself that has to make that choice. So, I want to take it to another level. Because I am so disenchanted that I blew that opportunity. And I know I'm not the only one out there that makes those mistakes. But we have to be cognizant. We have to really be acutely aware. We have so many opportunities through the course of the day. Especially when it comes to our most precious girls. We've got to seize the moment. We've got to seize the moment and we need to truly manifest our Christ-like character. We have to. So, sometimes in certain days and certain kind of ways of portraying a Christ-like character again and again and again, it may even sometimes get a little frustrating. I mean, for example, as we come closer to death, or maybe I should word it like this. When my brother, Mark, who succumbed to bone cancer, when he was getting very close to death, his cancer had spread more and more. And he was hurting worse and worse. It was bone cancer. And bone cancer can be very, very, very painful cancer. And even, and bear with me here, it's even difficult to talk about this, but I feel it's significant to do so. You see, three days before Mark died, a nurse, a nurse's aide came to, into his room and so they could move him and they didn't want to move him to another bed because of how just painful it was. So they moved him as gently as they possibly could. But as they started to move him, my sister noticed how much he was groaning. It was really, really hurting me. He was groaning and he was really in deep, deep pain, you see. And when the nurse and the aide heard him, they worked as fast as they could to shorten the pain. And finally, when they were done, my brother, instead of shouting at them and, or cussing them out for causing him such as great pain. He turned to them with the, I would say, the most sweetest, polite, respectful voices I've ever heard from his lips. And he said, thanks so much. Thanks so much for helping me. And as that nurse and the aide walked out the door, the nurse turned to me, to me and my sister with a smile on her face and she said, he is the most sweetest, respectful, loving man. Just the sweetest man. My Christian brothers and sisters, every time we choose kindness over harshness, love over hate, empathy over insensitivity, Truth-telling over lying, forgiveness over grudge-bearing, curiosity over rudeness, silence over gossip, purity over immortality, and generosity over stingfulness. Every time we choose to manifest Christ-like character, we delight the heart of God. We bless our people, and we add to our heavenly bank accounts. Amen. My Christian brothers and sisters, no matter what we're going through, hear me now, don't miss this. It doesn't matter what we're going through. 
You and I can make those choices through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can. We can. Now, the third way you and I can make a deposit in our heavenly bank account is through expressing companion for the needy. By expressing compassion for the needy, excuse me. Expressing compassion for the needy. Now, listen to the words, the best way to get this point across, I would say. And that's what happens sometimes. Oh, I love you, Lord. I get looking at the Bible and reading, and then, you know, sometimes that I'll, uh, my mind gets two or three steps ahead. But uh, as I'm reading this verse, it says it all. And I want you all to listen to the words of Christ Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. Matthew 10, 42. And if anyone, it says, and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, because he is my disciple, my follower, I will tell you the truth. He will certainly not lose his reward. My Christian brothers and sisters, there are heavenly rewards, even for a cup of cold water, even for a cup of cold water. Now, I want us to note what Christ Jesus doesn't say here. He doesn't say the person who solves all the world's water problems will be the only one who gets a reward in heaven. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He does not say the person who solves all the world food shortages, you know, or all the person, the person who brings about worldwide peace or the person who brings an end to all racial strife. No, Christ Jesus doesn't set the bar that high. Instead, he simply says, hear me now, don't miss this. Christ Jesus simply says, look, look, I'm just asking you, my followers, is to walk around with a little canteen of compassion strapped around your waist. That's all. That's all I'm asking. You won't even have to fill it up, he says. I promise. I'll do it for you. <clears throat> I'll do it for you. I'll fill it up for you. And so all I'm just asking is for you to walk around with the canteen of compassion strapped around your waist, and as you do, be aware. Be aware that I'm going to bring people into your life, people who are desperate for a swig of, you know, a swig of it, a, a swig of grace. So my Christian brothers and sisters, can you imagine what this world would be like? Can you? Because I can. Oh, grasp it. Acknowledge it. Just imagine how would it be transformed if Christ followers from all around the world would strap a canteen of compassion to our waist and then as we go from place to place to give each and every one of them a swig of grace here and a swig of grace there and a swig of grace here and there. I mean, my Christian brothers and sisters get excited. If we did that, it literally would change the whole complexity of the world we live in. And here's the truth. You and I can do that. We can. That's the truth. We can do that. But, but the truth also is, if you're like me, when you look at all the problems of the world, the poverty and the homeless, the divorce and the drug addiction, the violence and the racism, the wars and the rumors of wars, if you're like me, when you look at all the problems of our world, there's a temptation to say, forget it. Forget it. I mean, why would I even try? I could cash out everything I own and everything I've ever owned, and it wouldn't make a difference. Not a single difference. If any of that stuff, and so why? So why would I even try? But my Christian brothers and sisters hear this. <clears throat> excuse me, hear this. Christ Jesus says, I don't expect you. I don't expect you to solve all the world's problems. No, I don't expect that at all. <clears throat> Instead, as a Christ follower, I expect you to let me fill your canteen with grace. And then I expect you to be ready and to be willing and to be eager to give a swig of grace to somebody who needs it. I'm telling you, 
we can do that. We can do that. And one thing we don't have to worry about is Jesus is going to do his part because he is. We have to do our part. You know, I love the story of, of the old man who, after a tremendous storm one night, he got up early to walk the beach just before dawn. In the distance, as he's walking, he sees an old, frail man who's the only other person on the beach, actually. And he notices that the old man, every few steps, stops, bends over, picks something up, throws it towards the ocean, watches it make a little splash, and then he does it all over again and again and again. Well, as he draws closer to this old man, he finally realizes what this old guy is doing. This crazy old guy is picking up starfish that becomes kind of stranded, if you would, on the beach. And then he's throwing them back into the sea one at a time. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, as the young man watches this, he realizes that the shoreline is covered, absolutely covered with starfish. <laughs> I mean, they are. There are literally tens of thousands of them up and down the beach. And as he watches this old guy go through the kind of the routine again and again and again. He can't understand why he's wasting his time. And so when he gets up to him, he asks him. And he says, he says, sir, excuse me. Sir, I've been watching you. I mean, and, and please, uh, excuse me, but I, I can't figure out why you're wasting your time and energy saving a few measly starfish. You could be out here all day and not even begin to make a difference. and there wouldn't be, You couldn't make any dent in all those starfish. And the old guy who's holding a starfish in his hands looks down at it for a moment. Then he takes it and he throws it in. And he says, son, I think it just made a difference to that one. I think it made a difference to that one. In a way, I believe that's what Christ Jesus is saying here. Please don't miss this. Turn it up. Turn up. The volume. You're listening to the Get Excited Show, affiliated and extension of Roan Dolph Show, with your host, Michael Crawford. I believe that's exactly what Christ Jesus is trying to say here to us. You and I don't have to change the whole world. We just need to be aware of how we can make a difference, one life at a time, where we live, work, study, and play. My Christian brothers and sisters, do you know what our world's population is right now? It's 7.8 billion people. That's right. 7.8 billion people. Do you know how many professing Christians there are in our world today? There are 2.5 billion. 2.5 billion Christians. That's almost a third of the world's population. And so, do you know what that means? That means if every professing Christian in the world would take their canteen and just give a swig of grace, just a swig, to three people, you don't know Christ. Just three people. Just three people. If you would just give three people a swig of grace who don't know Christ Jesus, then the whole world could experience the grace of God through us. The whole world. My Christian brothers and sisters, you and I don't have to reach the whole world. We just need to be ready and willing to do our part. We just have to be ready and willing to do our part. It's time to do our part. As Christ followers, it's time that procrastination is outdated. It's out of style. We need application and plug-in and just do our part. If you want to lay up treasures in heaven, then live your life with your canteen ready. Ready to give a cup of cold water. Ready to give a bite of bread, a kind word, a listening ear, a helpful hand. Ready to bless others. Bless others. My Christian brothers and sisters, when you and I do that, we're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. The fourth way you and I can make a deposit into our heavenly bank account 
is by sacrificing for the advancement of God's kingdom. Sacrificing for the advancement of God's kingdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Now, what's Paul saying in that verse? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, what is Paul trying to get? What message is he trying to deliver to us? He's saying that each and every time you and I make a decision to be a part of God's redemptive work in this world, each and every time we make a decision to sacrifice our time, our talents and treasures to advance God's kingdom, and each and every time we do that, even if we don't see the results in this world, Paul says, our labor is not in vain because there will be dividends being deposited in our heavenly bank accounts. Now, if you would like to invite someone to listen to this message, the Get Excited Show, I highly recommend, because I can tell by the way that God is talking to me, uh, I'm going to do an extension series of this. I don't know how many. God's got to give me the, the answer to that. i got to pray. But I know that during this time with you, there's so much going through my mind right now. I mean, it's so explicit. It's so elementary how all we have to do is tell three people. And we can make such a difference. Such a difference in the world. Such a difference. And I think that we need to make sure that we're ready. Because I want to make sure that everyone that listened today, that you've been encouraged. And I want to make sure that I pray for you. And I want to make sure that you're cared for and loved with Christ's love. Through our body and our followers of the Get Excited Show podcast, all the believers out there that are listening, I want you to do some intercessory prayer for everyone listening to motivate them, to get them ready to strap on their canteen to go around and give a swig to at least three people of, of Christ's passion. Amen. So what I want to do is make sure, make sure that every single one of the people that are listening are truly, they've been touched by God in and through the ministry of the Get Excited Show. And that we understand in order to advance the kingdom, we've got to do our part. Every time we get up to answer the call, we have to do that. We've got to stand firm and don't let anything move us the wrong way. Give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord, amen, knowing that our labors is done in and for the Lord is never in vain. Never. Never in vain. Because it goes on into eternity. That's why. Everything we do, we stand firm. It will never, ever be in vain. Why? Because it goes on into eternity. It's a heavenly deposit. It's a heavenly deposit. And in closing today on the Get Excited Show podcast, I want to make sure... I want to make sure that a heavenly deposit is to stay true to Christ until the grave. To stay true to Christ until the grave. And the, and the Bible says, if we do that, it will result in a final and huge deposit in our heavenly bank account. A final and huge deposit. You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul, just before his death, wrote these famous words. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Notice now, he doesn't hold up anything else, but he says, I stay true to Christ Jesus to the grave. And then he says, finally, there 
is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, the crown of reward. But not for me only, but also for all who have loved his appearing. Everyone that has loved him. My Christian brothers and sisters, it's not insignificant that Paul was able to say that he stayed faithful to the end. It's not insignificant at all. In fact, it's going to be difficult for you and I to be able to say the same thing. Why? Because, brothers and sisters, the truth is, on both sides of the narrow road that we're called to walk, there are distractions calling us out, tempting us to leave the straight and narrow. These are traps, snares, landmines that have been laid down by Satan himself. And there are hills of difficulty and hardship, deep valleys of disappointment, discouragement and loss all the way. And so my Christian brothers and sisters, if you and I are going to stay true to Christ, if we're going to stay true to Christ from here to the grave, it's going to take three things. It's going to take three things. It's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit released in our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit released in our lives, and that comes as we have it moment by moment, we surrender ourselves to him and are cognizant of that. And number two, it's going to take us encouraging one another and loving one another and building another one up, etc., etc. We need to make sure that is the pinnacle task that we have to get accomplished, edifying people, amen. Because my Christian brothers and sisters, the Christian journey cannot be successfully walked along. It can't because it wasn't designed to. We need God and we need one another. We need God and we need one another, but we also need a total commitment of our will. A total commitment of our will. If you and I are going to stay faithful to Christ, to the grave, we need a total commitment of our will. But what does that look like? For everyone out there listening to the Get Excited Show podcast with your host, Michael Crawford, I ask you, what does that look like? What does it look like to make a total commitment of our will? Well, I think a young African pastor captured it beautifully. In a statement he tracked on the wall of the house, it's entitled, My Commitment as a Christian. My Commitment as a Christian. Now, how clear is it? If Christ were to return today, right now, would we have any trouble recognizing, would he have any trouble recognizing his own? You see, my Christian brothers and sisters, if you want to stay faithful to Christ Jesus from here to the grave, it's going to take a total, all out, no holds barred, resolute commitment that manifests itself into worship. Okay? It's going to take that. I mean, are you ready? Are you ready? Because it's going to take... I mean, it, it, it's, it, I mean, a true, no hold barred resolution that manifests itself in worship, Christ-like character, compassion, and sacrificing living for God's kingdom. Amen. Are you ready for that? Are you? Everyone out there listening to the Get Excited Show podcast, are you ready for that kind of commitment? And if you want to be faithful to Christ to the grave, that's the kind of commitment it takes. That's the kind of commitment it takes. I mean, you've got to stay faithful to Christ Jesus from here to the grave. I mean, it is a task where it's total, all out, no holds barred, resolute commitment that manifests itself in worship. Christ-like character, compassion, and sacrificial living for God's kingdom. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's bow your heads and pray. Heavenly Father, for the seekers among us today, I pray that you'll see, that they'll see the wisdom that you give them, Father. And I ask, and I know your words will not come back void. Give them the wisdom that they can see of your word and the folly of the world. I pray that they will come to know your greatness and extravagant, unconditional love for them. And that today they'll embrace the gift of salvation that you offer them through Christ Jesus. And dear Heavenly Father, I also want to 
pray for strain believers. Believers whose banner is not clear and who are trying to play both sides of the fence. A little of the world and a little of the kingdom. I pray that the power of your spirit will would push them off the fence and that they would join the ranks of the totally committed. So that form this day, from this day forward, Father, from this day forward, they'll resolutely walk towards heaven, laying up for themselves treasures that will never be destroyed and that they can be enjoyed and celebrated and give you honor and glory forever and ever. And Father, I pray that the banner of all church congregations would be clear and absolutely clear. And I pray all of this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Get excited, world! You have just listened to the Get Excited Show podcast affiliated with the Roan Dolph Show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so grateful. I have an attitude of gratitude. And I thank you for tuning in today. So always remember this until the next day. It's a Christ-minded attitude, not aptitude, that determines. If you'd like to contact Michael Crawford directly for prayer or encouragement, contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free, be challenged, be encouraged, be inspired, and get excited with Michael Crawford. Your love lifting me higher than I've ever been lifted before. So keep it up, quench my desire, and I'll be at your side.